Welcome to the Down to Business Podcast with Alex Kirby, where entrepreneurs and small businesses come to stretch themselves and grow their company. From interviews to in-depth discussions, you'll learn how to market effectively, increase profits, and become the leader your company needs you to be. Now, let's get down to business. Well, what's up, Mr. Paul Yulabari? Hello, man. So, excited to be on here with you. I'm excited for you to join us, everybody. This is Paul Yulabari. I'll let him talk in a second. Um, Paul, this is the Down to Business Podcast. You know that, I think. If you didn't, sorry. Um, guys, this is Paul, and he is a professional disc golfer for the last 15 or so many years, and uh, one of the best in the world for a long time, and probably the best, and Paul will talk about this, and the reason why I want to have you on today is at building a brand, and what what does that even mean um, as a business owner, um, you know, our podcast is focused on small business owners. Um, why is it important to grow and understand how to build a brand so you can reach customers and reach people um, and serve people? And I know it's like a little bizarre to talk to an athlete about that, but you have done this. Like you're a business athlete is the way I like think of it. Like you're an athlete, but you have figured out this business side of it better than almost anybody. And so just kind of wanted to, to talk to you about that so people can learn from how you've done it and a little bit of your backstory. And uh, thank you for giving us like a few minutes of your time. I know you're you're on the road and about to play. So it means a lot to me, brother. Um, yeah, Paul, just tell people a little bit about yourself, a little bit of your like Cliff Notes background. Yeah, so just like you said, I've been professional disc golf for 17 years now. Uh, traveled, traveled the world in that time played 45 almost 50 tournaments a year for over a decade um and then in the last like six years or so game's kind of grown and then in the last like four four or five years i've really kind of focused on brand building and, and building that business side because as a as an athlete you know that is a business you're your own business yes and i feel like with with athletes, just to go into uh, something real quick, as an athlete, I think that they forget that and that they just think, okay, I need to play good, which is 100% right. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you're under contract, like you're your own business. So you need to figure out how to get the most out of yourself off the field as on the field. Yeah. Do you remember a couple of years ago, you know who Mike Trout is? He's like the face, you know, the best player in the MLB. A couple of years ago, um, the commissioner for Major League Baseball actually said that. He he came out and they were talking about why is the game dying in popularity and stuff. And the guy goes, well, our best player doesn't care about building his brand. And if he doesn't build his brand, we can't reach new people. And a lot of people got upset with that. They were like, why are you hating on Mike Trout if he doesn't want to be in commercials and if he doesn't want to have endorsement sponsors, that's his decision. But you're making exactly a great point. Like the amount of new people who have become fans of disc golf because of you and what you do online um, is probably like, you can't probably count, you know, it's not even probably quantifiable. And so using that in terms of like talking about business, people uh, who own businesses, they can't get new customers if people don't know they exist, you know? And so like, Paul, talk about when that kind of clicked for you, when you realized, obviously you've been a top ranked player for a long, long time, but you've told me and, and share with the audience, like you didn't make a ton of money. Like you didn't make very much at all for a long wow. time. And so when did it click for you to go from the, I mean, I mean, obviously you've been thinking about it, but it, I mean, it turned the tide turned the last 
how many years and like what made you realize that? Did you wake up one day and just kind of did boom light bulb or did you just gradual? What what was the the thought on your 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 uh, bar stuff? Yeah, yeah, kind of. I mean, I was like like I said, I was I was playing well for ten years. Uh, the sport was small though, so it, it was tough to make money for anybody. Yeah, and I got to the point where it did start to grow, and I tore my ACL, so I was, I was out for eight months. Um, and during that time, I thought I had a good brand, but during that eight month time, I was watching people compete and they forgot about me. just like that. Boom. Mm. And that, that kind of made me realize like, dang, I guess I wasn't as popular as I, as I thought I was. Mm. And so, <clears throat> excuse me. So I had to make a decision. Like I knew I was going to come back to play and be fine. But it really kind of, that's when the light bulb went off where I was like, okay, well, if they can forget about me that fast, then I'm never going to make any money after I'm done playing. Like people don't know, they know me, but they just know me as a player. Right. And so I, so one night, you know, and I was sitting there, obviously I had my contract, but my, my contract was like pennies. So I was barely getting by not being able to work, play tournaments and make money, you know, spending money on rent and car and yeah. insurance and everything. And I'm not able to, to do anything. And I'm like, okay, so I'm poor and I'm a top 10 athlete in my sport. How, like, how is this even possible? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. And then I, I, and then I just, I was like, okay, well, I either need to get a better job, like, like take my skills and do something else. It's not disc golf and kind of do it as a, as a hobby or a side gig or figure out a way to work. And so it was easy, man. I just basically got a piece of paper. I looked at the most successful disc golfers that were um, not playing because there there were those, and I wrote them down. And I wrote down what they do and what they do really well. And then I just decided to copy that and then put my own spin on it. Mm. One thing I think that people overlook is they don't double down on what they're good at. You know, they they're good at disc golf, but what else are you good at? Because that's your business as well. Right. You know, it's you. So if you're just a good player, you ain't got nothing else to sell everybody. But if you're a good player and you speak well, or maybe you're good at, at giving lessons, or you're a good teacher, or you give good advice, yeah. like there's so many different things that you, you need to sit down and be like, okay, what am I good at? And if you aren't good at some of those things, it's really easy to get better. Like there's people, there's teachers for, for everything. Right. And so I, I was looking at it, and you know, one of the most popular guys on tour is named Simon Lazat, and he didn't play much. Um, he was dealing with injuries, but he had a highly successful YouTube channel where he was reaching a wide audience. He had a great personality, well spoken, and he was making, you know, what I thought was a lot of money. I don't know exactly what he was making, right. but just by the sheer volume sure. of. Uh, people who knew who he was like obviously he's going to sell this and make money and do and do whatever youtube's going to pay him and so i wrote him down uh, another guy was nate sexton who's the team captain for innova which is a competing company uh with discraft one of the i would say the two top companies in disc golf yeah and he really marketed well uh, a certain disc that everybody needs and he didn't play very much and he was 
uh, I think they did a poll and he was the second most popular guy Interesting. at that time. Both guys you've mentioned don't golf. play that much. Yeah. Both guys you mentioned didn't play right. that much, right. but they had the most value. Exactly. And so, you know, obviously winning tournaments is going to make you money. And if you do it at a, at a high volume, you're going to, you're going to be popular. Everybody loves a winner, but not, nobody loves a loser who doesn't do anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's, even if you're a top 10 guy, like you said, Mike Trust is one of the best baseball players that we've ever seen. Yeah. But if his social media is lacking, then there's going to be a, like, say you take uh, Ken Griffey Jr. at his time. Yeah. Like that guy was in all kinds of commercials and he was grinding, you know what I mean? And he yeah. became one of the most popular players ever, but his stats don't come. Now, don't quote me on this, but they're probably pretty similar after Trout's career is done. Yeah. And Griffey's are probably yeah. going to be pretty cool. But close, Trout but won't, yeah, Trout Griffey's won't be remembered probably. like Griffey. Exactly. Trout's not going to be, like I was just talking right. to my friend about that the other day. Your your point is being made. Like Trout is going to be maybe top three of all time in statistics, but because he played on a team right. that didn't make the playoffs and he didn't brand himself, he's going to be one of those guys. Like, man, what could have been when it comes to like legacy? Like his legacy is not going to be right. crazy huge. But yeah, sorry, continue, Paul. So so I just basically those two guys. Those were the only two guys that I saw that were actually making significant amount of money without playing a lot and definitely without winning a lot. And I'm like, that's me. Mm. I've been a great player a long time, but I only have like one elite series victory, a lot of top 10 finishes, but only one elite series victory. So like, I don't have that to back my name up. And those are tough things as an athlete to put down on paper. You know what I mean? Look at that and be like, Oh, actually I'm not very good compared to the people who who are valued in the game. Right. So then I just put those two guys down. I looked at the things that they did really well. And I, I said to myself, well, I can do those things. And then it's just doing it. That's mm-hmm. the toughest part is nudging you through the door. I mean, a lot of people, great ideas just never happen because you don't, you don't start. And so the next day I, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do these things instead of quitting. And I'm going to, and I set like a two year plan yeah. where, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it every day for two years. And interesting. Work out, then, That's interesting that like, you knew uh, that you had to put in like a long term effect instead of like a shot in the arm, like quick. Yeah. And it ended up being a three year, a three year goal just because, and I'll get, I'll get to that yeah. in, a, in a little bit of the story, but I lost my train of thought. Where was I? You were saying that okay, you, so you finally goal, started. Yeah. And it was a, it was, yeah, and it was a two-year goal. And I, so I started a YouTube channel. And I was with a company that I felt like was holding me back. See, that's one thing that, that people don't like to talk about because, like, loyalty is everything. It's really not in sports. Sorry. But you're, you need to get paid. You're a business. And being loyal, if they're not going to treat you with the value that you think you are, then you're in the wrong company, right? period. And I truly believe that because a lot of people get stuck in a company and because of that relationship, that company winning because they're like, um, no, this is the way we've always done it. Yeah. We're homies, you know, like we, it's okay. Like we, we'll give you a little more this year, a little more this year. And you're like, I don't even know what my feeling is because you guys won't allow me to get there. And that's the way that I felt. Mm. So, I had good relationships with all the companies and I saw 
an opportunity with the company that I, I'm with right now. And here's, here's the very important part for people to, to understand is I didn't go to them and ask them the new company. I didn't go there and be like, hey, I want more than I'm getting over here. I set out a plan and I said, these are the things I'm going to do. I don't want any more money. I want the same contract that I got from my previous company. All I want is the promise that if I do all these things, you're going to hook it up at the end of this three-year contract. We set a three-year contract while, while I was getting through like it was a three-year plan. Yeah. At the end of this three-year contract, if I do all these things and everything works out the way that I want to, that I wrote down on paper, then at the end of that three-year contract, I'm going to get paid. And that's, that's where I feel like people get lost. They want the money now and they don't want to put it in work. Right. It's fine to have great ideas. It's a different thing to have great ideas and then work really hard for them. And that's where people get lost. Because once you're an athlete, you're like, you owe me. You know, like, I'm good. And unless you're winning every tournament, right now, certain things, doesn't matter if you're a small business owner or a big business owner. If you're a business owner and you have a product that everybody wants, then of course you're going to make it, you know? Yeah. Because everybody needs it, supply and demand. But if you, if you have something that somebody's like not sure about, which was me, my product, my brand, you've got to prove to the world, you know? You've got to do work, do good. If you're in landscape, you've got to do good work yeah. and advertise that good work and then knock on the door next to that place and leave them a card and be like, that's my work, you know? Like it's work. It, it takes persistent effort in order to get to where you're supposed to go so they told me you don't want anything extra and i'm like no not one cent. same contract that's it and then for three straight years i worked harder than everybody and that's another thing like you can get lucky yeah. barely work and make it people do that all the time yeah it's guaranteed that if you work harder than everybody, you're going to get there. Right. Period. And I promise you that. Like, if somebody's like, man, I worked my butt off for this many years and nobody appreciated me and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, no, you didn't then. <laughs> then you didn't work as hard as you possibly could have. I promise you that. You know, I, 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 and this is a sad thing, but I look at different businesses and, and like, doesn't matter where you are, but I was, uh, for example, I was at a casino few weeks ago and the dealer was or he was rolling uh, uh the ball in the roulette and he was really good at math he's like the best guy at math and he kept saying that he's like nobody does this better than me like i am the roulette king like i do the math so fast in my head that i do it better than than my manager mm. and that right there stuck to me because i'm like if you do it better than your manager then you should be, you should manager. be the manager <laughs> you get what i'm yeah. saying and that tells me that you're lazy. I'm not trying to call out this poor guy who's really good at his job. You yeah. know, maybe he just got in there. But that's just where my mind went. I'm like, well, then you should, you should be in a suit right behind there taking care of nothing and just writing stuff down on paper, not spinning the wheel and having to talk, talk to a bunch of degenerates like myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, no, you're right but, 100%. He, yeah. So what made... that's straight to where my mind goes. Yeah. And that's how my mind has, has always worked in what it whatever I do, I'm always like, okay, I'm going 
like, no, you can't do that as good as me because I'm going to put more effort mm-hmm. and more belief into it too. Right. You can't just do it and then be like, okay, I'm going to work really hard, but it's probably not going to happen. You see that switch yeah. in my brain will never go to that spot. I'll right. never have that doubt. Yeah. If you're going to, yeah, you have well. that, you have that actual belief that in what you're doing, like you're like a lot of people hope there's too much people that hope, huh? well, I hope yeah. this works and I hope that, and I hope I win and I hope I play good or I hope I get this deal, whatever. And man, hope is like a bad business plan is what people say. Like it's a bad business plan. It, it really is. And when you, when you come to a roadblock and something blocks you, that's just God being like, all right, shutting this door. All you got to do is go knock on the next one and open it up. And there's a new path and you put yeah. that same effort. There's no roadblock. You know what I mean? Yeah. If something get like if that company would have shut me down, Plenty other companies that could have gone to them. I bet you it could have worked. And it was them who was able to do that. And then together, you know, so far, it's been a highly successful companionship because to wrap it all kind of in a, in a nice little package, I got to a place where there was no ceiling. And from my mind, that's the most important. Thing. Yeah. I want my work to pay off. So, it was really hard for me to be in a company to where they were like, nice work. You get the same thing. I'm like, what? You know, but I got to a place where these guys were like, nope, we want to let you go because they understood more value I bring, the better their company gets. And then it's just a snowball effect forever. And I got, I'm not going to say I got lucky. I just made the right decision. Hey y'all, we want to take a quick second to thank today's show sponsor, Cycle CPA. I know you guys have heard me talk about Cycle CPA, but they truly are a transformational service for your business. Whether you're in the green industry or service-based company, they help bring a business mindset to your accounting. And for a limited time, if you guys use our code in the show notes or our Instagram links, you can save $200 off your first month. Cycle CPA's main focus is bookkeeping and helping you understand where your money's going, what the numbers tell you, and where that can take your company to the next level. So if you're looking for a bookkeeper, virtual bookkeeper like Cycle CPA, you guys sign up today, tell them we sent you, and have a great experience with a great company. Let's pivot on that because a lot of our people listening have a lot of employees and you sort of, when you're sponsored by a company, you're I'm not going to say you're their employee, but you're their representative, if you will. And you you made a great distinction just now that you were with one company that was like, great job, pat on the back, and like zero compensation, zero appreciation, just a gesture of thanks. Now you're with a company, you are, you know, anything you do, they show direct and quick actual appreciation, meaning monetarily, marketing dollars, promotion, um, you know, trust, I mean, you're the team captain. I have said this year, you're the team captain for this organization and their players. So they put a lot of trust in you. Um, t- kind of speak to a business owner right now who maybe is not doing a good job of appreciating their employees. Um, what from the employee side, as you, someone who's worked with companies, you've been, I'm not going to say an employee, but you know what I mean? For 15 years, what are the couple key things that make you feel the love from a company? Um, that makes you want to work harder and harder. You know what I mean? Like for them. Yeah. I, well, one thing, I mean, bosses drive me absolutely crazy because they think that they're, um, I, I don't want to misspeak you. Sure. Let me gather my thoughts. I feel like a lot of bosses don't want to 
do the dirty work. And if you can show, even for a little bit, if you can, if as a boss, you can get down there with your employees, <clears throat> sorry, okay. with your employees yeah. and work with them at whatever project it is, even if it's for 10 minutes, yeah. to bring yourself down to that level, you're so much more relatable. That's so good. Period. Yeah, that's great. And, and if you can do that, now all of a sudden you connected with that person and they don't feel like you're a boss. They feel like you guys are in a working partnership because that's how a business is supposed to be. That's right. You're just like, so you do this and you do this and you do this and you do this. And your feet's propped up on the thing and you're making phone calls and you're not doing anything. That's tough for uh, anybody. It doesn't matter if you're best buds because then there's this association with like a hierarchy and like yeah. I'm, low, I'm low totem pole and I have to do this. But if you're both, if you can come down to that level and work just a little bit, it doesn't have to be extreme. Sure. Do little things, buy them donuts every once in a while, like coffee in the morning. So when they get there, they feel appreciated. I feel like that's when you're going to get the most out of your employees, period. It's just tiny little efforts like that to show that you appreciate them. Because the facts of the matter are, without those people, you got nothing. 100%. And you have to do it yourself. Yeah. And you're still, you're still not having to do much. And then showing them that you actually work really hard as well. If you have a boss that is just always on the grind, always working, when you watch him, he's on time, he's in the office, he appreciates you, and then every time you look at him, he's doing something that helps the company, it's going to make you work harder as well. Man, that's good. I love that. I, I think there's a there's a Bible verse that says, we're co- like it's time out of context, but the word they use is co-laborer. And when I think about that, like, like you said, when an owner or a manager is, um, in the trenches with you, even for, if it's for moments instead of, you know, a long time, cause that's just how it goes. You feel that connection that we're on the same page, we're on the same team. And, um, it's not a person that says, do what I say now. And, and it's a, no, let's do this All together. Right. I, I love that. So, so you'll, yeah, I feel yeah. like it. One last thing. No, please. That I feel like it's an association too with being able to relate with what's going on. The boss, if he has no clue, he's been the boss for a few years and he's like, yeah, sweet, I don't have to do much. I do my job. They do their job. That's the way it's supposed to work. Yeah. But if you actually go down there and do the dirty work, no matter what that is, now you're going to understand what those people are going through and hopefully as a human being, you can say to yourself, I'm glad I don't have to do that. I'm lucky that I don't have to do that. And therefore, I'm very happy that they're doing that for me. Mm. And, and you appreciate them. And that's where it comes easy to do the extra little tiny things for those people. Yeah, You know, get like bonuses, whatever. If somebody does a good job, hand them money out of your own pocket. Because you're making so much money, more money than probably anyway. And everybody has the little things. But one thing I've learned in my life period, is if you give, you'll get it 10% back. I mean, that's a, it says it in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Like, it's pretty pretty easy. Like, you give, and you get 10 more. Yeah. Period. And I know that fact. I know it. Yeah. It, it, if you sow, you should also reap. I mean, 100%. If you, that's just how it goes, especially 
you know, when you're that generous heart and that generous spirit. And that's something I appreciate and admire about you. I mean, not to get into that, but your, your humility and generosity from where, you know, you are to others from where, cause you know, where you've come from. And, um, it's important, like it's easy as a business owner to forget that, like, yeah, it's easy to forget, um, where you came, yeah, where I you came from. To have some empathy yeah. For people. Right. Well, Yuli, this has been great, man. And we, uh, I think I didn't even see it going this way with talking about like employees and the, the way, uh, an ownership or a group can help. But I think this is going to bring a ton of value to the people listening to the show who are, you know, like I said, we have listeners in all over the world and, uh, who are mostly business owners. So they're going to affect the lives of a lot of people who work for them. So again, this is Paul Ulibarri. Thank you so much, man, for being on the show down to business podcast and, uh, tell people, uh, actually I can tell them, uh, where they can find you on social media, Instagram one Yuli, right? And, um, That's right. and Facebook as well. And then your, your YouTube channels growing pretty strong, Paul Ulibarri YouTube channel. Um, so again, if you guys want to check out what disc golf is, if you don't know, it's the, one of the fastest growing sports in the world. Um, you can play it with your grandma, you can play it with your 10 year old son, very accessible, uh, very, you know, say it again. I said you can play it with your employees. You can play with your employees. Yeah. We play with our marketing company. We play (laughs) all the time. We're probably playing today actually. Um, so anyways, Paul, thank you so much, brother, for being on the show. Go crush it. Determine this weekend and, uh, see you soon, brother. Thank you.